As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Art of Waging Small Business Warfare Podcast, teaching Davids how to defeat Goliaths. Now here's your host, Mark Anthony Peterson. Welcome back to the podcast for entrepreneurs, startups, and business mavericks. If you're not a maverick, you don't have to go home, but you got to get up out of this podcast. In this podcast, we teach entrepreneurs how to defeat the corporate giant. Just like in the story of David and Goliath, David defeated a much taller and stronger Goliath, not by fighting the giant in hand-to-hand combat, but by using technology, a slingshot. The slingshot allowed the smaller David to attack from a distance that minimized the advantages that Goliath had over the smaller David. My name is Mark Anthony Peterson. I'm a serial entrepreneur, a futurist, and the managing executive at Serial Consulting a leading small business strategy and technology consulting firm. I am also the author of the book, Gorilla Panur, Small Business Strategy for David's Wanting to Defeat Goliaths, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. This podcast is brought to you by Serial Consulting. An idea can launch a business, a strategy can take it global. Guys, I'm going to say it again. We're on Patreon. Patreon slash Gorillapreneur. Support the show and help us bring a hacker space to Selma, Alabama. You can make a one-time donation or give as little as $1 a month. That's less than three non-fat lattes at Starbucks. By the way, those are my favorite. If you can't donate, you can share the show with your friends. You can like the show 
and you can subscribe. You can leave a comment, and you can do that in iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, or at Podomatic.com slash Sierra Consulting. This episode is a bonus episode. In it, I am interviewed by Dr. April Brown for her show, Bringing Intimacy Back, which airs on WDJY 99.1 FM. Dr. April Brown's show can be heard anywhere in the world via the internet at WGJYFM.com on Thursdays from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. In the interview, she asked me, how can gorillapreneurs create more business intimacy? We cover everything from employee incentives to CRM, customer relationship management systems. Here is Dr. April Brown's interview with me, the original Gorillapreneur. Well, hello. My name is Dr. April, and I would like to welcome you to the Bringing Intimacy Back show, where intimacy is real in this show. If you're wanting more intimate connection, this is the show where we learn how to connect with significant others, with loved ones, with children, family members, and also with environment and the business environment. And Bringing Back the Intimacy Show is dedicated to providing that atmosphere where we're going to discuss and demonstrate ways to increase intimacy because intimacy can overall really decrease the conflict, anxiety, and depression in one's life so it can empower you to live a more purposeful life. Well, today's topic is the intimate connection in the business environment. And I know this may sound strange, but in reality, it's really um, how we connect in the business environment to our suppliers, our customers, our employees. It's really important. It affects market share. It can help people either gain or lose loyalty to their brand or services. And so this is even more important when you're a small business and when you're new. And so today, I am greatly honored, I mean greatly honored, to have on the Bringing Intimacy Back show a successful, serial, entrepreneurial, corporate executive, and strategic management consultant, Mark Anthony Peterson. Welcome. How are you Thank doing, Thank you for Mr. having Peterson? me. Oh, I, I am wonderful, wonderful. Thank you for having me on your show. And such a powerful mission when you talk about intimacy and certainly intimacy when you think about it from a business perspective. I really love the topic and look forward to digging in here with your audience. Yes, definitely. Well, I know you have done a lot of stuff and have this entrepreneurial spirit. So I wonder if you could just describe your journey and what made you gave you the foundation of being an entrepreneur. Well, I think it was always in my blood. My uh, grandfather was an entrepreneur. He and his brother started a uh, cleaners uh, in a small town back when you didn't have very many black businesses. And he expanded that business by traveling in a pickup truck from county to county to go pick up more clothing that needed to be cleaned in order to maximize the, uh, the use of his equipment. So he kind of created the first uh, at least in his area, drop-off and delivery service in order to just to make the business profitable. So you got that, it in your genes. Yeah, got it in the genes. So that started yeah. me out as a kid being an entrepreneur. I started my own lawn-cutting business when I was in the second and third grade. When I got to college, I started a grocery store. 
uh, on campus, and then I took over all the hot dog carts uh, when I was on campus and brought all those hot dog carts out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when everybody else was closed, and I parked them on fraternity row, and I just could not keep up with all the demand for those <laughs> hot dogs and, and sodas on those Friday and Saturday nights because I was able to double the price all the items on the cart and still make a lot of money. Didn't have to work a job on campus because I made so much off the hot dog cart and the grocery store. So it's all it's always been in my blood. Wow. Yes, yes. So, I mean, you've gone and done a whole lot of different things. And what's the inspiration of you just always keeping to, like, reinvent yourself? Well, I think my philosophy around reinventing myself is uh, capturing a term I call gorillapreneur. And, you know, guerrillapreneurs, instead of reinventing the wheel, we build uh, on, on, on what's already there and try to make it excellent. Kind of like what my grandfather did with that, with that cleaners. He didn't try to reinvent the wheel. He just took the pickup truck and put plywood on each side and created hanging racks and drove around and picked up and dropped off. He made a process a little bit better in order to optimize the efficiency uh, of his business. And that's what guerrillapreneurs do. Now, I've tried to take that step or that philosophy a little uh, a step further, at least for startups that I work with, and say, once you've perfected the wheel and made it excellent, I want you to now disrupt it and break it and turn it into something new. So, you know, that, that's, that's been my challenge to myself is to take what's already there, optimize it, make it excellent, and then once I have made it excellent, break it and make something better. Oh, perfect. Yes, and I know um, from your background, especially in starting up the Pride Rock holding company, how much you've really um, gone way and beyond. Can you let some of our listeners know about what you've done in the past a little bit? Sure, absolutely. After I left uh, college with those startups, I went on and became a strategy management consultant with Accenture and worked with some of the top companies in the world over a variety of different uh, projects. I spent a little time with General Mills working on Cheerios. And then I was lured out into a uh, Equifax spin out called Choice Point where I headed up the incubator. This was all the little startup businesses that were trying to find their way within the company. They put me in charge of those and said, figure out the strategy, figure out the infrastructure and try to grow these into billion-dollar brands. I found some technology that I just was so passionate about, uh, I decided to leave Choice Point and launch Pride Rock Holdings. Uh, Pride Rock was a biometrics company that was capable of delivering that technology to a lot of different uh, entities like the FBI, like Interpol, in order to conduct background checks on people. Our claim to fame at the time was that we could deliver biometric images to the FBI and get results back in about 12 seconds. Um, wow. Prior to us rolling out our technology, people did it the old-fashioned way, put fingerprints on a card, mailed that card in, and uh, waited 18 to 24 weeks to get the results back. So we took something that already existed, the process of running background checks using fingerprints, and we made it excellent. We sent electronic prints and got results back in 12 seconds instead of waiting 24 months. And that's what Pride Rock, you know, really did to disrupt the market. Once we perfected that, we broke it and made it, uh, made it even better. Wow. Wow. You definitely have done uh, amazing stuff in learning how to um, reinvent and change things and make a difference. Definitely. So um, one of the things I was curious about through all this, um, 
what do you think is your philosophy about making strong, intimate connections in the business environment? As a small business or as a startup, it's absolutely important that you make intimate connections. Uh, entrepreneurs especially, a study by the University of California showed that over half of the entrepreneurs suffer from some sort of mental ailment related to the stress of running a small business. Another study looked at uh, entrepreneurs and found that the failure of a lot of small businesses and startups are related to the mental health of that uh, founder. So it's important that you make strong intimate connections so that you feel like you're not alone in running this business. And that's what I tried to do at Pride Rock. I tried to make my customers into members of my family uh, so that they felt like they had some ownership in the brand. I tried to make my suppliers, my partners, so that they felt like they were getting as much out of my business as I was getting out of theirs. I tried to make my employees into owners so that they had a vested interest in going the extra mile to satisfy our suppliers and our customers. And I tried to make our stakeholders into brand evangelists so that they went out and they did the marketing for us so we wouldn't have to spend millions to let people know what our brand really meant. So establishing those types of relationships gave me an extended family that when things went bad, I had a whole lot of people who would help stand me back up. And that helped maintain not only a healthy business, but a healthy mental outlook when you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Wow, thank you so much for even sharing that information. And now let's take a moment away from my interview with Dr. April to introduce one of our sponsors, IRS Resolutions. Hello, this is Desiree Anderson, also known as the IRS Problem Solver. If the IRS is on your back and you don't know what to do, give us a call at 404-300-3175 and we will help you ease the pain. And now back to my interview with Dr. April Brown. So as we're going back and just talking about this, can you describe, and you described a little bit how that intimate connection with our customers and business partners look like, but it does vary, like you said, according to the type of connection. Can you give us some more examples on, on that, what you were just sure, absolutely. talking about? Yes. Absolutely. We, we mentioned trying to make customers feel like they're part of the family. And there are a lot of different ways to do that. You can make your customers part of the brand building by giving them tools or giving them access to ways that they can control or participate in the brand. You see that with big brands like Ben and Jerry's. You see it with Facebook where our fans are given uh, an opportunity to control some aspect of the platform. So that's one way that you give some brand piece of ownership to your customers so that they feel like they have a stake in the, uh, in the brand itself. So you have to give those customers an opportunity to help you carve and manage what your brand is going to mean to them. Suppliers, so that's like, engaging, that's like engaging your customers, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Engaging them so that you find that target audience that loves the brand for what it is, and then they help guide the growth of that brand. Absolutely. Engaging them. On the supplier side and turning these people uh, into partners, they have to get to a point where they participate in the strategic uh, design of the future of your business. And an example we probably can talk about more throughout, the, uh, throughout our session here, 
when I was at Pride Rock, our fingerprint system was uh, accepted by all of the largest banks in the country, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, Citibank. They had struggled uh, mightily trying to manage this process before they hired us uh, to come in and run it for them. Because we spent our time trying to understand what it was like to be a banker running this biometric process, they invited us in, not as a vendor, but as a partner to sit down uh, with the head of their HR team and redesign the entire process. Because when they saw that we could save them millions with our technology, they said, well, if you did this without sitting down with us, Sit down with us and tell us what else you can handle to help make our lives easier. So our business model changed from just offering fingerprints to start also capturing the, uh, the, the uh, photo to make badges for the, all of their employees. And then we also use the same process to capture I-9 data and process that to the federal government as well. Because all of those steps were done when an employee would come in for the first day of hire, when we took fingerprinting out, those other two processes were left at the bank. We wrapped it into our workflow and saved them millions of more dollars. We became a partner, not just a vendor, and we were so deeply integrated into their workflow, they couldn't separate us from a, a department within the bank. Well, so you like invited the supplier to the table. Right. We were invited to all of their off-site meetings with their senior right. executives, and okay. it was, like I said, they treated us just like we were members like of the bank. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, uh, employees as, as owners, again, that's a, to me, that's one that uh, I'm very passionate about. Right. Mm-hmm. You've got to find ways to make even the, the, the lowest paid employee feel like they have ownership uh, in, in the company. Right. And the best ways to do that first is to have clear, a clear understanding of what the work that person performs does to the bottom line of that company. If you can't define that in 30 seconds, there's something wrong with your company. And there's something wrong with that employee because they're become, going to become disenchanted about the work they do if they can't see how it helps the company. The second thing you got to do is give them incentives. And it's not mm-hmm. always money. It's sometimes recognition and money that makes people want to come to work. So you have to design the types of incentives that align the work with the right types of rewards to let people know that they mean something to the business. And then finally, you've got to define a path for growth. All great employees want to know that they have an opportunity to move up, lead, and impact. And if your employees don't have a path for growth, eventually you're going to lose some of your best people to your rivals. Okay. Yes. Wow. That was Definitely. Thank you so much for providing that information, how you broke it down. And engagement is really critical at all levels. Um, right. Yes. In the sense of social media, what's your philosophy in dealing social with Social media is uh, extremely, extremely important. My take is your network is always your net worth. And social media exactly. gives you the opportunity to really grow your network and impact your net worth. So if you don't have a social media presence, you're missing the opportunity to grow your brand's value at an exponential uh, pace versus what it would take 20 to 25 years ago. Now, I also believe that if you're not a pro in using social media, you need to outsource it and hire a pro who knows exactly what to do to maximize the value of your brand. 
As a small business, many of us spend too much time trying to wear too many hats, and we end up doing everything mediocre. I prefer to outsource the things that you aren't an expert at and get someone in who can take social media, help you find your target audience, and then maximize the value of your social media investments. Otherwise, you're going to spend money and not see the return that you want to get because you may not be using the right social media tool that's aligned with your target audience. What do I mean by that simply? People over 55 really don't use a lot of the different social media platforms that people under 35 use. If I'm targeting a group that's 55 and older, I know I need to go to Facebook. If Mm -hmm. I'm targeting certain people with certain services, I'm going to go to Twitter because I can use words and video and images to impact that group. If I'm looking for entertainment, I'm going to start with uh, Instagram. So there are different platforms for different markets and different segments. And the first thing you want to do when you're engaging on social media is segment your customers and then align those customers with the right social media platform. Okay. So, yeah, so basically what you're saying is so important for the small businesses, especially because they have limited time, limited resource, is to know your target market very closely and align right. your marketing strategies along with that. So you also have created this um, slingshot technology. Can yes. you explain yes. how that works also? In the line yeah, of so, yes. <laughs> uh, and I wrote a book called Gorillapreneur, and Gorillapreneur okay. is the business version of the story of David and Goliath. Uh, when I started uh, Pride Rock, I was a biometric company competing in an industry that included players like Lockheed Martin and EDS, uh, two of the biggest integrators in the world and usually win all the government contracts in every space that they compete in. So, I wanted to share the learnings that I got in taking on corporate giants. And just like David that defeated Goliath, David defeated him using a slingshot technology for his day that let him be fast, flexible, and more importantly, fight from a distance. I mean, Goliath was 16 feet tall. David was not (laughs) going to beat him in hand-to-hand combat. He needed a slingshot that he could accelerate the speed of that rock to a critical level that could knock Goliath down, giving him the opportunity to cut his head off. So I want businesses to develop the same kind of approach, and I call slingshot technology disruptive technology that lets your small business or your startup compete on the same price and service level as a billion-dollar company. And I know you're going, Mark, that's impossible. And I will tell you it is absolutely possible. There are companies like Zenfast in Ireland. They use crowdsourcing to deliver packages cheaper than FedEx. Airbnb. They offer you rooms cheaper than Marriott, cheaper than than Hyatt, right? Right. Uber does the same thing. They can give you a car cheaper than a taxi or cheaper than Hertz, and all these uh, other rental car companies are finding their models destroyed because... These guerrillapreneurs, these business people who have integrated sharing economy into the design of their business are offering services cheaper than these billion-dollar companies. And so that's what I want companies to do is when you launch as a small business, I want you to disrupt the market. Figure out how to use sharing or service or gig economy philosophies 
integrate that into the design of your business, and then serve your market cheaper than the big guy, better than the big guy, and faster than the big guy. And just like David and Goliath, you can knock that big guy down and start to take over the market. Wow. Well, I'm so impressed by all your success. At this last part of our show of our toolbox, we're going to discuss and demonstrate some various tools that can benefit audience members, because I know some of you guys are out there in your small business, and you're trying to figure out, well, how can I truly start connecting with my customers? Well, Mr. Peterson is going to provide us some tools. And so, Mr. Peterson, what would be one of your first tools to help increase connections especially small businesses, with their audience? Uh, the first one I would suggest with, for every small business is to get a customer relationship management system, a CRM. Those customer relationship management systems help you retain information about your customers so that you can continuously grow that relationship. I uh, went to a small boutique hotel in New Orleans. When I stepped in and put my credit card down to pay, they remembered everything about my last stay, including that I liked to come in late and work out after the gym had closed. They knew I requested the same room every time. They even knew that I like ordering off the menu peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and they had all that stuff ready for me when I made the reservation. You well, think that they were yeah, they were very observant and they collected data. That's right. And they put all that in their CRM system so that okay. no matter who was working at the hotel, they knew exactly how to provide me top-notch service that would make me choose their hotel over one of the big brand hotels because that's unique service you can't get at a big box uh, hotel. So a CRM system, system is critical for a small business that wants to develop that strong connection and grow their customer base at the same time. And there are some really good free ones out there. Salesforce has a free one for small business. HubSpot, MOCRM has a good uh, tool. Most of these integrate with your small, with your uh, iPhone or your smartphone, uh, your desktop, and they even have cloud services so that it follows you wherever you go. So I would check out a CRM system because you want to be able to share that information about your customers capture the history and make sure that when they call in, you're not asking those same old questions over and over again. You're building on that relationship just like you would with your spouse or with your family. You're, you're, you're not starting over from scratch. You're building on it daily and uh, offering them services and dialogue that keeps them acting like a member of the family. Just like I said earlier about customers, you want to make them part of the family and a CRM system is the best way to start that relationship. Yeah, definitely, because I'm listening to this, it's um, like that they're truly listening to what the customer needs. And right. that's, it's important in any type of relationship, and especially in making intimate connections. That's yes, right. Definitely. And it gives you the opportunity to share it with everybody instantly throughout your organization. So if you have a salesperson that's meeting with that customer, they can put notes in, about that conversation, about what they observe, so that when you sit down to start developing new products and services, all of that information is available to you and anyone else within the organization that has access to that CRM platform. So yes, it is truly a digital way to engage that makes the relationship much, much deeper. 
Right, right. Could you um, also, do you have another tool for our small sure. business? Yeah. Absolutely. The second tool is you, you want to go direct to your customers and just ask them how you're doing. And the best way to do that is with a survey. Everything that uh, I've ever been involved with, I either want to do focus groups, I want to do surveys, uh, or I want to watch my customer. And so a good survey tool, SurveyMonkey, Constant Contact, are two platforms that let small businesses have a free survey uh, platform up to, I think it's 2,000 surveys uh, entries wow. uh, that you can use to figure out what your customers want out of your company and out of your brand. And I've used these religiously. I've used them for clients. I've used them for my business, sending out you know, as many as 30-question uh, surveys or three-question surveys to get that feedback to figure out, am I really addressing the needs of my core target market. So SurveyMonkey and Constant Contact, if you want to, again, develop that intimate customer relationship, you've got to have a dialogue, and a survey tool is a, is a very good way to, uh, to enhance that dialogue. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that some companies survey you every time you use their service. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And, okay. And you've got, you got some of your, your big box stores like Home Depot, Best Buy, even your drug stores, Walgreens and CR, uh, uh, CVS, on the bottom of the receipt, they'll give you, five, give you a chance to win $5,000 if you compete their surveys. That's how serious they are at collecting that data and integrating it into, you know, how they deliver their service. And they take it serious. I wrote some negative stuff on a Home Depot experience that I had. The manager of that store called me later that night to go over the survey responses so that he could fix the problem. Really? Wow. So that's yes. like them also trying to make that connection, but taking what their customer is experiencing um, very serious because they know that customers, um, they can go anywhere, and you really want your customer to stay with you. And the more, right. even if you mess up, you should also go back and try to resolve it as much as possible. It's absolutely critical that if you have a negative experience with a customer that you get on top of, top of it immediately. Customers, uh, on average, when they have a great experience, they tell one or two people about it. When they have a negative experience, they can tell between seven and ten people about it. Oh, you my God. How important, yes, exactly. Yeah. So you see how important it is to get that dialogue started as quickly as you can with a customer that you perceive having a negative experience. Yes, because customers are not just numbers. They are not. So. They're, they're, they are individuals that want to see you win. That's why they came right. through your front door. And when they don't see that you're trying to reward them for their loyalty, you know, you, you've broken that bond. Now, you can fix it, but you got to start first with meeting them where they are by saying, I'm sorry, and then right. doing everything you can to incorporate what they want out of that service experience into every other transaction going forward. Wow. Yes. Well, I'm going to be greedy and ask for one more tool because you're okay. so Okay. I got wise. one more yeah. for you. I got okay, one more good. for you. You got to you got to keep your customers informed of everything that you're going going on in your business currently and what you expect in the future. So I encourage every small business to have a newsletter, and that again gives your customers and stakeholders an inside window into your business and into 
where you plan to go with the, uh, your product or service. And you've got some great platforms for that as well that are free to a lot of small businesses. MailChimp, I send out a lot of newsletters, some for my clients and some for my business, and it's a great opportunity to let people know not only what's going on, but give them opportunities to get unique services that maybe people in the general public don't know about. So it was a, it was a great tool for engaging people who already wanted us to win and learning how we could make products better. It was, yes. I, I loved doing that. Right, exactly. And how you, how you use like a couple of concepts you've been talking about, the engagement and mm-hmm. um, the newsletters and getting the word out and keeping your customers informed because they are, like you said earlier, a part of the family. Right. Well, so the second Mark, tool, uh, uh-huh. uh, Wix, Go on. Wix.com also has a, a great newsletter platform uh, similar to MailChimp that I think every small business uh, if you don't have a website and you don't have a newsletter tool, Wix.com is a great way to get both. And Wix also has a lot of other ways that you can leverage their, their platform for free. You can even set up a, uh, uh, a chat box uh, on your website where if your customers want to call you or chat with you, you can do that for free on their websites. Uh, you can set up newsletters for free and, and send out weekly, quarterly, daily, whatever number of newsletters you want to send out, you can send out, and they're pretty easy to deal with click, plug-and-play type applications. So for small businesses that, that don't have websites and don't have newsletters, Wix is kind of all of these things in a box, easy to use, and it's free right out of the box to use everything that I just described. Yes, wow, yes. Thank you so much for all that information. And, um, yes, I recently heard about Wix through some of my interns, and they say it is a great program to use that has a lot of, like you said, free tools to use. Absolutely. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for all that information. You've been providing us with so much. And so um, how can my audience members get in contact with you? Because many may be listening to all of this, and they may be saying, how am I going to incorporate all this at, all at once? And they may need some help. So how could they sure. go and contact you? They can contact me a couple of different ways. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they can find me at Gorillapreneur on all of those platforms. They can find me also at my podcast, Gorillapreneur, the Art of Waging Small Business Warfare podcast. That's on Podomatic, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or streaming at my website, cyero.com, C-E-Y-E-R-O.com. And each of those platforms, Podomatic, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, they can leave comments. I reply to those. And then finally, I have a monthly uh, forum, a hangout that I host on YouTube. And again, that's at Sierra uh, Consulting, if you search for that on YouTube, where I sit down. It's called Gorillapreneur, Talking Small Business. And it's a monthly uh, uh, hangout that anybody can come. And we talk about startups. We talk about the sharing economy talk about business design, and I take whatever questions people have about business, and we try to hash it out right there in that hour that uh, we have that hangout going on on YouTube. Wow. Okay. So all these different ways. So you're all over the Internet. There's no excuse. All over the Internet. Yes, which is great, great. Thank you so much for being on my show. Um, I really appreciate all the information. 
And I thank you greatly. Um, and to my audience members, thank you for listening for this show right here, for bringing intimacy back where intimacy is real. And I will talk to you guys later. Thanks again. Thank you, Dr. April Brown, for the interview. Make sure you catch Dr. April Brown's show, Bringing Intimacy Back, every Thursday from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. via the Internet at WDJYFM.com. Remember, support the show. Go to Patreon.com slash Gorillapreneur and donate. If you can't donate money, please go to iTunes or Podomatic and subscribe. Like this episode and leave your comments. Please share the love and share the show. Gorilla Planeurs. Scott Sullivan said it best in episode 7. Be a mace. Sharpen those spikes. And remember, if you're not breaking something, your company might be the next thing that gets broken. Thank you for listening to the Gorilla Preneur, the Art of Waging Small Business Warfare podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, you may also enjoy the book, Gorillapreneur, Small Business Strategy for David Wanting to Defeat Goliath. Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and iTunes. Follow Mark Peterson on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at Gorillapreneur. Now I want to close with a quote from the great Chinese military strategist, Sun Tzu. Victorious warriors went first and then go to war, while defeated warriors go to war first, then seek to win. Keep fighting, guerrillapreneurs. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.